0: Hey, what's up? This is Mark Lopes from Metal Church and Rasta Boss Band. Let us pray, and y'all listen to AfterShocks TV. And for, don't forget to keep it fucking metal.
1: Yeah. Right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Aftershocks TV right here on the CMS Network. And joining both Tom and myself today, we'd like to welcome our guests coming to us from El Paso, Texas. We got the Groove, 90s Groove Metal Maestros themselves. Eddie, Joe, and Geo from Piss and Razors are joining us today. Guys, thanks for coming on. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Thank you. Great, man. Thanks, you guys, for coming on. So just quick to start things off, fellas, I mean, I saw a post uh, on one of your... One of your social media uh, pages that said, I think it was about a week or so ago, it said you guys are planning, preparing, rehearsing, mapping, navigating, ordering, anticipating, get ready. All right, so what what should we all be getting ready for? Go ahead and fill us in if you don't mind.
2: Uh, Well, at the moment, I think we have, uh, we started off with one show that was coming up in April. Uh, It's uh, kind of like a mini festival in New Mexico. Uh, They do it annually. It's called the Spring Fling. So they're doing spring clean 24. We're going to headline that thing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, put together with a bunch of uh, our friends down there in uh, close to Alamogordo, New Mexico. Uh, we've played with them in the past, uh, with other projects that we've done. We've also done, uh, pissing razors has played before, uh, part of the Kiva productions. So uh, this one's got uh, Kiva productions along with, uh, mad Irishmen productions. So we're, we're going to do that, but then we just, uh, Officially confirmed the show for March 28th. We're going to open up for uh, some other friends of ours that we go way back. Uh, some of us uh, with the Flotsam and Jetsam here oh, locally, sweet. and of course, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the band itself being uh, being together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of been something that we've been working on to uh, to kind of some of the old old stuff that we've done over the 30 years. I myself have been in the band for 28. Of course, Eddie and, and Matt have been, you know, doing this thing for 30 years. And mm. Gio has been with us for at least, you know, going on 10 plus years. So it's a, uh, it's going to be a good celebration. There's still a lot of things uh, kind of in the works and talking to a, a bunch of other people for uh, for potentially some stuff later in the latter part of the year. But for now, concentrating on some, at least a couple of singles and maybe a cover tune. Um, Yet to be announced. Uh, other than that, I mean, we're we're here, we're alive, we're well, we're kicking. Uh, coming off uh, a strong run that we did last year, you know, heading and finishing off at Milwaukee
1: Metal Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it's great to see you guys back. And I'm going to bring up here. I want you know, I would love for our listeners and viewers out there to really, if they haven't already, to check out uh, this um, uh, amazing comeback record you guys put back, uh, you know, a couple years ago, Eulogy, Death March. Um, and I just want to get into that a little bit. I know you guys, obviously, you, you guys were away for some time. You were grouped back in 2014. And I know we didn't see, you know, new music until this came out uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so when you guys initially got back together, did it simply just start out as like doing it maybe for fun and doing a show here or there? Um, but, or did you guys really want to come back and really reignite the band like you did on this record and what it sounds like you're, you guys are, are going to be doing now? Well, I mean,
0: for, from my perspective, I hate doing shit half So, especially with, with this stuff, you know. So, uh, um, you know, the whole the, the whole time it's like the, the, I think the reason it took so long to get this record out is because we just took our time with it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you know, with everybody's schedules, uh, you know, we're not, you know, not everybody's available, you know, 24-7, seven days a week. So we, we, we have to pick or choose our moments to – to, you know, write and record and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it just – that's why it took so long. But uh, the main thing is, like, we just don't want to do things that fast. And that's, you know, uh, hopefully it shows in the, the latest record that we did.
1: Yeah, well, definitely showed in the last record. And you just mentioned, you know, uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest, you guys played last summer. I mean, what, what that was awesome to see that. You know, Jamie just every you know, obviously uh, getting that back, you know, together. And uh, obviously that was a big, you know, festival that was – you know i mean just one of and, the they did, and, and they did
0: and they did a yeah. freaking amazing job of bringing that okay. back for mm, real sure.
1: yeah talk just, about so talk about the performance and everything yeah get into that please
0: well you know uh we played we played it three years back in the day yeah we okay. we did three three
2: years uh <clears throat> back in the day 98 99 uh and uh we did the the Texas version of it in yeah, 2000 and we did the LA one and we did the LA one and it was just
0: you know okay. it, you could just see the, <clears throat> the uh-uh how it was going downhill uh in in a lot of ways um and you know i mean we're happy to be playing it uh happy to be invited but um there was a lot of things you know from the first year that we played it till the last there was a big difference in how it was handled Mm -hmm. and um, so it was a real pleasant surprise when we played it this last year with jamie and, and company uh, putting it together because it was done really properly. I mean, all the way around from production to just uh, all the organiz- orga- organizational things that need to happen with a festival like that. Uh, it was pretty, pretty freaking cool. I mean, all the way around and uh, hats off. And the the turnout was great. And uh, you know we had uh, probably one of the best shows that, that I, I would say this was probably the best show at Milwaukee Metal Fest that we had nice. uh, out of all of them. Mm.
3: very cool. awesome hey i i was listening uh you said mad irishman productions i think you said and as a as a fully grown leprechaun i was interested to to hear you say that so metal irishman right here but you know after i gotta first of all i just i urge everybody that was going to maybe check this this podcast out and just just check that eulogy death march album out because it is so <clears throat> goddamn good it just yes. punches you right in the gut so everybody please take hold of that but you know after the split in um. Uh, 2004, what was it like coming back, you know, with new and older members at that time, like getting together again and having that conversation about where you were going to go? Because you were six albums in, you know, a a great legacy, great brand of Pissing Razors. But what was that conversation like when you came back at that time in 2004?
2: I think it would, I I think the conversation started uh, very simple. The way it was uh, kind of brought up, we were all kind of celebrating a, a closure of a of a venue that had been around for quite some time, in here in the El Paso area. And so, of course, we were all present, and you know, some of the old faces were there. And when you got, you know, the guys back in the room, mm. uh, myself and and Matt and 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 Eddie, and we had our old manager there, Rachel. It just kind of seemed like the moment presented itself immediately. Yeah. And so I always believed that when I did, de- when I can speak for myself, when I departed, uh, it was done for specific reasons. You know, obviously I was a, a father and my kids were really, really young. They were born while we were on, you know, constantly touring. Right. So I missed a lot of those years. So when I departed, uh, I did it for those, per- you know, for that reason. And so I felt, I always felt that there was unfinished business. amongst uh you know the core guys myself eddie and matt uh me and matt have gone we go way back even further uh in music since we were playing as teenagers in, in the high school days and so it was a perfect thing that it just felt like we were all there it felt like it needed to happen and it was because of the fact that there was some stuff that we still had within us and i think it was uh it was the appropriate time for us to show it back into the mm. to the community the, the metal community that really appreciated what we did and and we felt that there was still more to offer and and it just felt like it was the right time and of course uh we offered the oppos- the, the the position to have rick back in the band and uh it just it it, it at the moment it felt like he was going to say yes and then he did and then of course he was in a situation where he was, you know, with a young child as well. Mm-hmm. And he opted to, to step, you know, to say no. And we all agreed, Hey, you know what? That's the that's perfect reason why not to do it again. And then we, we sought other people and then Gio just happened to be the guy and he's been here with us ever since. And we're, we're looking straight ahead, you know, full steam ahead per se, but it, it that's pretty much what it was. It was just unfinished business. And we, we still knew we had something to offer to, to everybody out there, especially the people that had never seen us before.
3: And who's going to take the credit for uh, the Nail Bomb track that you came back with? Because uh, of all the tracks that come back, I was going, fuck, what a, what a song to come back with and just kick his out. That was something we
2: were doing even back in uh, <laughs> back from in the- ni- 1997.
3: <laughs> when Nail Bomb, oh, Nail Bomb came out, we started covering that song. Yeah. We just loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> when
2: yeah, it came uh, out in 94, you know, I got in the band, like I said, in 96. It just felt like it was one of those songs. And it's always been in the set. We have some very old videos that you can find on YouTube and uh it, it's it's in there you know it's yeah, so it's actually pretty track. cool great to track. see it back then and it was just it, it was one of those songs that kind of was like our little trademark
3: yeah yeah and then, like
2: and then to bring in our old friend steve esquivel from skin lab mm. it, it just felt uh supernatural to to get him in there it was you know he's always been a, a great friend of ours and uh the, the other brother, you know that the big brother we kind of like, Ed, like you know, so it's just one of those things man it's it, it's that song is just a staple.
1: Yeah, killer kind of, kind of track. Yeah, no, it is. So, I mean, you, you guys were just, you know, talking about, you know, when when you disbanded, obviously, you know, early 2000s. Um, not, and, and I know it had been, like you said, we had talked about uh, it had been since you put out um, the last album. It was 17, you know, years or so since you had released the last album before that, Evolution. Um, and that was also a time, too, when the industry was going through a lot of changes, too. I mean, you guys, you guys really were kind of like you know, one of those last bands of this kind of sound, you know, groove metal sound really, at that time, that really, you know, uh, was was like... I always look at bands like Skin Lab and, and you guys as those kind of like that... Mm-hmm. That era is when then all of a sudden we got into the 2000s and it was a little bit more new metal and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you guys had, you know, you did have good success. You were on two solid labels. You on noise records. Spitfire was a great label. Um, and also the labels were obviously starting to go under too right around the time you guys disbanded as well in the mid-2000s. And just the industry just started, you know, it just got all basically upended then from what everyone knew before. Because that was such a really murky time, I know, for... For just bands in general especially bands who had been around for some some time so i mean when you so just thinking back i guess to that time when you guys did disband, was there really i would say like um th- did that contribute to i guess you you know you guys maybe deciding to kind of you know stop i mean especially for eddie and and matt i mean was joe leaving was that just kind of like well if joe's not going to begin this then you know there's no point in doing this was it was that something you were thinking eddie
0: well, I mean, I, I think um, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, uh, these guys had legitimate reasons for leaving, you know, like Joe was saying. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we didn't want them to leave. But, you know, uh, you, know I, I, you know, I wanted to carry on and, and, and keep going. And as far as, like, the, the whole record industry, I think when we got signed at first, I think we got to tail end of what a record deal used to be. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you get an advance, and uh, you know, mm. you get to record in a proper studio and with, with the producer, and 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 there's you know some money there to to do the, the record properly, and then after the fact, you get a little bit of tour support to go out on tour, um, and as the years went on, that kind of diminished all the way around, even though, uh, and I have to thank our, our business man, uh, manager. Uh, Stan Vincent back in the day, he, he did a really great job for us with Spitfire. And uh, but even so, it was, you know, by the time, you know, we had done where we come from, uh, you know, we had got uh, Jason, uh, Jason Bragg, Dewey. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, after that record, uh, you know, he he departed from the band and then so did Caesar. And so, you know, I had to get two new guys and and we were we were under the gun to get a, a record done, mm-hmm. and you know at that point I mean for me it just became uh, not fun it was like work now I got to fucking mm-hmm. deliver this shit and mm-hmm. you know and and make it happen and uh, and nothing against Andre or, or or Matt DeFabula came in and and, and you know took over the, the those 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 parts but you know they had a very very short time you know I mean and this is something that that the style that we came up with or or that we're doing uh, is from playing together and rehearsing together a lot. And, you know, we didn't have that time with with Matt and and Andre. And uh, so it kind of shows in the record, uh, but, you know, it's not their fault whatsoever. And at that point, it's like, well, uh, I you know, at that point, it's like, well, I'm kind of burnt and uh, time to take a break and we didn't necessarily announce that we're breaking up or whatever but it's like it's just like well i'm kind of done for now so and yeah so when things came around in 2014-15 it's like well well, you know i feel refreshed that's uh you know let's give this a go again and have some fun you know it should be about fun first and foremost and so that's what it's all about you know and we have no no time pressures or crunches uh you know things on our at our own leisure so that's all cool
1: nice yeah now when you guys originally got back together and obviously and you got you in the band now in terms of like the writing and the recording you know that process i mean has that been is it kind of the same as you guys had always done when you when you know you matt and, and joe were you know were basically uh you know in the band together or have you guys you know had to make some adjustments i mean did it feel like once you got back together, it was like, oh, yeah, this is just natural. And, and, you know, just the way you remembered it, or did you have to make, you know, some adjustments just because it had been a while? No, not at all, yet, man. Yeah, cool.
0: No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, um, the, the, the thing for me and the hardest thing for me uh, throughout the years of playing is finding the three other guys mm. that are on the same thought mentality and the same, we got the same direction. Yeah, that was the hardest thing to find. So it's like, as soon as everybody was back in, and then Geo's always he's he's always been driven and and and, and in music, and so it, I knew he was the right guy for the band right from the get go. So there was no no question, you know. When we got back together, it's like it just boom. It's it was it was easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the nice
1: so I mean, now, Gio, let's get you in here. I mean, obviously, mm. you're, the, you're the you know, the newer member, like you said, but not so new. I mean, about 10 years now, <laughs> right, since you've been with the band. Um, now, were you, were you obviously just a fan of the band, you know, uh, being locally? And I mean, how, how did you kind of connect with the guys and in, in get into the band?
0: Well, I was not only a fan of the band, we were all great friends. I okay. mean, you know, I've known Eddie since early 80s, you know. we've. we've all these, everybody's basically from the same music scene here in El Paso. Mm. We've seen mm. each other in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: even, uh, yeah. Oh, we, we want right.
1: photographs. We want yeah. photographs. No we, don't, no, we don't want photographs. <laughs> <taken> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> don't, don't take it out because it's
2: true. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so we, we've known each
1: other
0: since back then. And, uh, and then Ed and I, we, we hooked up and we did a Pantera tribute, okay. which was right before, you know, and uh, that's how him and I got real tight oh. on playing together. Mm-hmm. so when it came about when they were reuniting and uh so and Susie so told me Rig wasn't you know available and able to do it, sure, I was like man, i'm I'm hundred and ten if you guys you know give me the shot. And it was slid right in, man, with from day one rehearsal, it just it's been nice, it's been smooth. Oh,
3: yeah. I, I, I got to go back on not the spandex, but um, <laughs> like the 1980s scene. Talk to me about that back in your day, back in your hometown. What did that look like? What was the rock and roll scene? Can you remember or go back that far?
0: I couldn't get in the band because I didn't look right. How <laughs> could <laughs> I play fuckers but I couldn't get
2: in the band because I didn't
3: look, look
0: the part, you
3: know? The funny yeah. thing, I, I was singing in the 80s so you can imagine what I looked like, geez. <laughs> he cause that endorsement. Yeah. But even the scene back then, I mean, you know, like the real heavy shit wasn't in there yet. The, the hair metal scene wasn't really a thing in 1980. It was like the... Let Zeppelin were going away, Maiden were coming in. So I'm always. In, that's always like a golden era of what was and was what was about to to be, I guess, in the metal scene. But my my question would be, and um, just kind of a fun one here. I read a couple of uh, you know interviews going back a bit, and you guys knew um, Dimebag and Vinny. Um You must have you must have a story or two you can share with us tonight that uh, hasn't been printed before.
0: Oh Jesus, there's too many to freaking talk about. <laughs> could write a book on just those two just, you just, should I'm, do I'm, it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> so dime man he, he was such a fucking great human being man so we were we were hanging out at the bar, and of course you know there's a lot of people hanging around and you know shots are flying and we're having a good old time and there's this guy he's this big big musclehead guy you know and he's just hanging around dime you know super fan you know just kind of kind of smothering him you know mm. and so we end up going uh he invites us over to his house and we're partying there so it's it's us dime and and uh, i think Rita was there that night and that dude and maybe one or two other people but you know again that guy was just smothering dime you know smother him and uh <laughs> and so we're all you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, so somebody, anyways, we got a classic phone call. So anyways, uh, we're <laughs> all, you know, yeah we're all, yeah, we're all, we're all walking around the house checking stuff out. And it's like, it's like a freaking Toys R Us for fucking,
3: yeah,
0: rock and roll <laughs> dudes, you know. And uh, so after a while, I noticed Dime's not around. I'm like, what the? Where the fuck did he go? So I'm walking around the house, kind of looking for him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll
1: call you back. Later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like oh, a, you, you it might be at the a, door. It's like an interlude to a door? party <laughs> or something. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Like, what you going
2: to
0: well, get? I'm hoping this sound nice that needs some whiskeys here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> the whiskey has arrived. Man, oh, man. man. Oh, so anyways, <laughs> I go walking around the house, and I walk in his kitchen, and he had this pantry like the, where they had all their canned foods and all that kind of stuff, and the door was just cracked open like that much. And I look, I look in there, and I just see his freaking Comber sh- shoes in there, right? So I open the door, and he's sitting there in there drinking by himself. And I'm going, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? He goes, oh, dude, man, I can't even have a good time in my own house. I want to <laughs> hang out with you guys. Blah, blah, blah. And this guy's going to fucking leave me alone. I go, well, just, you know, fucking your house. Ask him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and It's like, ah, man, you know. I go, well, we'll ask him to leave. There's a bunch of us. He's a big dude, yeah. but, you know, there's more more of us than him.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He goes, no, no, no,
0: man, hang on. I got it. I got it. So he goes and wakes Rita up and asks her, asks her for cash so he can call a cab for this dude. He calls a <laughs> cab for this guy, gives the cab driver some money, puts him in the cab. They take off. Like five, ten minutes later, the dude's back. Oh, no. The cab driver oh, bought him man. back, I guess. Oh, he, he was like an Arab guy and he started calling them you know, oh, all kinds shoot. of racial slurs and who knows. And so the guy was like, fuck you. I'm not driving you anywhere. You okay. brought him right yeah. back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> so he oh, goes down oh. again, wakes <laughs> media up again for oh, some more shoot. cash. Oh, this guy in the fucking cab again, and then he was gone. After that, we partied. That's
1: <laughs> nice.
3: That's a good one, man. Yeah. Hey, I got I got uh, another kind of fun trivial one. I I read, and I don't know who it was specifically. Said you wanted to write a song with King Diamond. So, who was that, and did it ever happen, or is it likely to happen?
2: You know, I've always been a King Diamond fan, and yeah, that would be a for me. You know, because that was uh, that was the thing that I always got into. The way he sang and all that, and that's, I would try to emulate that, you know, back in the latter part of uh, of my years and his years and all that. I mean, it's never been it's never been an option. It's never we, it's never even been brought up to the guy. Uh, if it did happen, I'd probably pass out. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, hey, what? It's gonna happen? Oh, okay, bye. You know, but it would be amazing. I know, I know the guys from uh, Joe would be like this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, King. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, King. I love you, bro. Oh, I
2: love it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, yeah. What a collaboration that would be. That, I mean, that'd be a topper for me. Yeah, um, I know the guys from, I think Volbeat did the, that the song. I had one of the songs with him and stuff. And mm-hmm. that was an amazing tune. If I could do something like that. That would be awesome. But yeah, it, it was me. I'm, I'm the king down All right,
1: that. all nice. right. Nice. Love nice. it. Very cool, man. What? talk to you guys you know i what's interesting about piss and razors is that you guys um how, you know how it relates really you, you know your band obviously to the other metal bands that you know come from texas um is that you guys are and i don't know if a lot of people outside of texas know that but you're ways away from really all the you know the the bigger cities in texas you know i mean it's probably by well, i think a good 8 or 9 hours from dallas and austin right uh, el paso pretty much right so yeah, something like that yeah. Right, yeah, so I'm assuming when you guys were starting, how do you know it wasn't like you had really the luxury of being close you know to a lot you know to the Panteras and a lot of those bands, obviously that were you know doing really well at the time in order to help you guys kind of get off the ground and running so I mean in those earlier days, you know when the band was getting started, I mean how were you guys i guess really able to garner a fan base and get the attention from especially the labels um you know coming from a place like El Paso, which in terms of you know rock or metal I mean. Really, at that time, you you're not, you not didn't really see much coming out of there. I mean, the biggest, I know, like El Paso band that people know about is like At The Drive and Mars Volta, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you guys mm-hmm. are kind of a little different from the area. So talk a little bit about coming from El Paso and being sort of, I guess, maybe a band from Texas, but not really, you know, from where most of the bands from Texas are from.
0: Yeah, I think I can explain that. I mean, me, me and my brother, um, so we all grew up playing at this local rock and roll joint down the street uh, called Sasso's and it was a cover mm-hmm. joint. So we, you know, we're playing cover bands, just, you know, get out there on stage. And um, before Pissing Razors, we had a band called Backdoor Cyclops. And, Ironically
2: uh, turns into Pissing Razors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh,
0: but we started off as a cover band and I was actually playing, playing bass and uh, was in, like, we started writing music, but uh, the club owners wouldn't let us play Our original music. So we just started sneaking songs in and saying, Oh, this is a new song by fucking Pearl Jam or this is a new song by whatever. And we would play our song. And they didn't know the fucking difference, you know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. by the end of, of, towards the end of that, I mean, we were just playing all of our music, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm packing the house. So I, you know, went up to the owners. I go, Listen, man, we're just playing Friday and Saturday. And we're playing one set. We're getting somebody to open up for us, and you're paying us the same as for the whole week. And they agreed because I mean we just packed the house. But um, from that during that time, me and my brother um, put whatever club with a bunch, help of a bunch of really great friends, and um, and the idea with that was just to bring all original bands. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. when we first started, I think we had a list of maybe uh, like 14, 15 local bands that were original. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that first year, we had a list of 50 bands. Oh, we wow. used to say not all of them were very good, but they were playing original, original music. And that's that was the place where they could go yeah. and do that, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: from that, you know, that's around the time that Pissing Razor started. And so my brother was the guy um, mainly booking all the bands. So. And we were kind of sowing our oats back then. Uh, And the reason we started Pissing Razors is basically it's like no holes barred. We're not going to be held back by, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want, however the fuck we want to do it. And we don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I I don't care if they're fucking two people there or 200, man. Let's just, Mm -hmm. you know, let's do something that makes us happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the the whole philosophy ever since then.
1: Very cool, man. Well, and the thing is, you know, I mean, you know, now too, of course, we're we're seeing over the last few years now, you got the nostalgia, you know, 90s nostalgia is really back in, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the groove metal or new metal. I mean, it's it's back in and people are really interested in this sound again. Young kids, you know, obviously people like myself and Tom who've been listening to this stuff as well growing up, um, you know, and the great thing, you know, for a band like Piss and Raises is, you know, I mean, like you said, there are a bunch of, like I would love to see you guys, you know, maybe go on, on tour with with Steve and, and Skin Lab. You know, I'd be a killer, you know, obviously, uh, you know, package right there, just you guys doing something. But, I mean, do you guys have really – what's, I guess, I would say, I guess the maybe goals or what, what do you guys want to do? Obviously, I know you want to have fun, and that's, you know, I'm sure why you got the band back together. But, you know, the fact that now you've played Milwaukee, you know, the, the Milwaukee Metal Fest, and, you know, you've got other things now in the work. And, like you said, you go 30 years now as a band. I mean, what what is it – that you guys maybe would, would like to see, you know, happen, I guess from here on out, you know, or just going forward as a band?
2: Uh, I guess for, uh, right, I could Bigger tours. Bigger tours. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the band get back to Europe. And, uh, you know, even even up there in England and stuff like that, you know, those were mm-hmm. those were our bigger markets, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day. You know, the U.S. has always been, you know, kind of here and there. With sure. uh, accepting yeah. whatever it is that's going that's hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh but going over, you know, abroad was always, you know, the biggest thing and the coolest thing. And uh the bottom line is just to be able to get back out there and and, and show the people that haven't seen us again that our brand of music, you know, our style. Uh yeah, I mean we can't speak enough about having fun, but I mean, yeah, just we're not done yet. You know, we still want to go mm-hmm. out there again and we yeah, we're talking to those those guys you mentioned skin lab to try to get another, we did a, we did the brothers in blood tour in 2018 with them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, right, right after we reunited, got our things together. We did a couple of singles. We released, uh, the crushing grip Mm -hmm. in 2019, and then followed that back up with left for dead. Mm -hmm. And so that started, you know, that the touring cycle and we went out with those guys and that's another conversation that's been come, that's come up with me myself and, and, uh, and Steve from Skin Lab, uh, they have a bunch of things you know going coming across the the waves right now at the moment. So yeah, you know, getting back out there, getting some bigger tours, getting uh, at least getting on some of these festivals that are happening. You know, they just happen so quick, and a lot of times, you know, to throw throw our name in the hat. I mean, it, we're we're kind of covered by all the ones that are actually super more more active than we are. You know, uh, yeah, nostalgia is one thing; that the name and the history is another. You know, but I mean, we're we're still competing. You know, we're competing with uh with what's happening at the at the moment. Yeah. And uh, we're not gonna we're, like I, I think I made a statement yesterday, nothing's gonna stop us, you know, we're gonna stop ourselves. Uh yeah, but mm-hmm. we're gonna keep wanting to push forward and and, and and uh thirty years, the brotherhood's gonna keep steaming steaming across the way, you know. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But we're eager and we're we're ready to get at it.
1: Yeah, no, that's great, man. You know, and and you guys just have always been one of those bands that you know when I when I when people hear the name they immediately kind of go like man that band should have been huge it should have been bigger than it was i mean i i, I know a, a handful of people have said that you know and it's just like and then for the a lot of people who don't know who you are when they do hear it it's like man how come we never heard of this band you know type of thing and so i think it's i think it's great that you guys are doing that because i think this is really a great time for you guys to get your due diligence as just you know one of the the bands that really with that sound and, and not even just at that time period but just the 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 sound that you guys have man it's it's just really unique and it's just it kicks ass you know and then more people i think need to hear it and i'm glad that you guys are going to start doing that so i'm i'm glad to hear mm-hmm. that and we look forward to you know obviously hearing uh yeah thank you so much it means it, 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 yeah, yeah. it definitely means a lot for sure yeah
2: uh i think you know we have a lot more in the tank uh <laughs> You know I've, I've come across in, sitting in the room with Matt you know we always kind of start brainstorming first and then we give the stuff to the guys and and then we get in the room and then things just spontaneously happen you know and, and man I mean I can't say enough about how much more there is to give you know what I mean so it's kind of like let's 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 roll with it so the next mm-hmm. project it, it, it's it's in the works guys it's definitely gonna, and it's going to be in the same vein as the eulogy, you know URG death March and then nice. some. Very sweet yeah, sure.
3: you, you mentioned about the um uh the european festivals obviously being european i was very lucky to go to a lot of the monsters of rock festivals in Donington. so i was at those festivals whereby you could have metallic and bon jovi on the same lineup or you could have cinderella and sepultura kiss and sepultura, and nobody cared like biohazard and kiss it was just outrageous from a U.S. perspective, but the Europeans, and this is no diss on, I've lived in the, in the U S for 10 years, but we right. don't go, we don't go with trends. If you like a band, you like it band. You don't just jump off a genre. Mm. Like I, when I was listening to, you know, 1988, I would be at 18, 19, listen, all the hair metal shit and metallic were coming up and whatever. And it's not like in 1990 came along. I said, oh, well, Pearl Jam and the new thing to fuck all those bands I listened to for 10 years. And then, Pearl, then Grunge stopped in 95 and it jumped on to a different scene like Corn and Deftones. I just stayed with it all. Now I love it all. I, I go the length and breadth of music. So I think that audience out there, more so in Europe, would be very accepting yeah. of that crushing music. Really and truly. I can say that as a European metal fan. Um I was even telling a couple of my buddies that I'm doing this interview tonight, they were going, How the fuck did you get pissing razors on? Like so and uh, these are some of my buddies in Ireland, like genuinely <laughs> kind of excited by to see this, you know, next week or whenever we, we get it up there. But I just gotta ask uh, uh, just another question before I shoot back to Matt. You you spoke about getting back to Europe. What country um kind of sticks out in your mind, whether it's a personally from a you know, a touristy type of thing, because bands got to live and not just play for 90 minutes a night. And even from, from a fan perspective, what you recall that really gravitated towards um, your music. Uh,
0: I'm Sorry, I didn't hear the the last part of the question. You know,
3: what, what, from a fan perspective, what, um, what country kind of sticks out in your mind that you really got that reception you were hoping for more so? Uh, By far,
0: I think for us, uh, hands down, it was England. Yeah, wow. You know, and I, I think if we would have got to mm. go to Ireland and Scotland. But we did go to Scotland. We did, yeah. yeah we, we did. went to yeah. Scotland. Yep. All, okay. all the reception up that way was just phenomenal for us for real.
3: Yeah, the Brits love the metal for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And and, yeah. and I'll tell you that though the, the Brits keep asking. They're like eager. They you know. I mean, nice. yeah, there's a lot of requests from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you that the Brits are are eager to get us back. And and that's yep. kind of one of those things that we've been throwing out there as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're eager to go. I mean, dude, we'll go wherever it takes us, you know. Uh, but the ones that stand out the most for sure, you know, we had a, a bunch of killer great German shows, you know. Mm. I mean, we, we going out to Greece and, and killing it for two days, nice. sure. you know, I mean, was amazing. You know, kids from El Paso, Texas, having the opportunity to go out there and do these things that we always dreamed of, you know, was was surreal, you know, to get out there and stuff. Like, like I tell you, My, you know, my ex-wife was like nine months pregnant and ready to go. And I'm getting on a plane and she's like, well, we'll see you when you get back. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. It it had to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Again, it was nothing that was going to stop us from getting out there and, and performing for everybody. So getting out there, our music was out probably a month prior to the U.S. getting it and just the reception as soon as we stepped foot into that those countries phenomenal i mean they were singing our stuff like there was no tomorrow dodging bullets was the anthem song to to just get hand them the mic and they were taking off they were taking off and i'm looking back at everybody going what's going on
3: you know it was amazing
2: yeah Yeah, I, Yeah. I, i can't i i can't speak enough about that it was it was amazing
3: I appreciate that. And just the last question for me then, we're talking about eulogy. It's, you know, it's a couple of years old right now, two years, whatever. Where would you send anybody who's watching this and they're looking at that and they, you know, jump on Spotify or Apple Music, outside of this release, where would you send somebody back to to really get what the essence of the band is? What album would you send me back to if I was a new fan outside of eulogy?
2: uh, I would actually go back to the cast Down the plague. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. got some elements of our Mm -hmm. self-titled record. But I think the strength and the way it was uh, as far as a band performance, you know, again, I'll speak volumes about Gio. You know, he, he's when he came in there, he's, like he said, 110%. Mm. And it shows on the record, it's a true band effort. You know, the cast down the plague was, was pretty much put together when we were touring in the touring cycle, you know, on, on the first leg of everything. And those songs were written way way before but I'm talking where we became this well-oiled machine from all the constant touring that we were doing that music just kind of super gelled together and so as we sit right now you know with the amount of time that we actually make for ourselves to get into a room and, and jam those songs become you know it's like this this artwork where you're just molding and molding and molding to where it becomes uh, the perfect the perfect item that you you actually want to be able to put out to everybody yep. so the comparison for me and the strength of record and the strength of the music and the tightness and performance it, it would emulate uh you know the effort for uh, cast on the peg the plague
1: Sweet, yeah great man great day so guys uh you know just want to uh, have you I guess give our listeners and our viewers really what's the best place for them to go to either, keep up with the band what's going on with the band uh you know maybe uh like you said best place that you want to send them to either buy or just check out your merch your music if you got any merch just go ahead and throw out all the plugs there for the for the listeners here if you don't mind
2: yeah well going back to you know we, we have our facebooks unfortunately you know just recently we we've got our instagram hacked and we're in the middle of having to restart that whole project Whoa. uh you know th- these things happen you know we sure. can't get around them you know but you know, Facebook is available for direct communication with us, and 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 uh, you know, Terry, our manager, she does a good thing, a good job about you know, if there's messages directly from from the people, the fans that come directly to us, you know, we're quick to respond and all that stuff. As far as music availability, it's on every digital media you know outlet that you can think of. Uh, merchandise, we 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 do you know the band camps, and and then we've got the big cartel. Uh, that's you know, also facebook merchandise uh, the stores available there. So yeah, we're we're pretty much there. I mean, we have the old school videos that people want to look at some old history of the band. We have, you know, the old catalog of videos that we we've, we've put up on our YouTube page. So, yeah, I man, we're we're pretty much available in every every aspect, you know. So, I mean, we we encourage everybody to reach out to us, you know, on the message board or just a, a shout out on, on on a simple, you know, facebook you know, shout on whatever we're posting. We, we yep. try to stay active as much as possible.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, once again, everybody, Piss and Razors, check out their last record a couple of years ago came out, Eulogy, Death March, as well as all their previous records. Go back in history and give these guys a listen if you don't know them yet because they're fantastic. And I'm just really glad, like I said, guys, that you're back out there mm-hmm. doing you, you, you what you're doing. And I really look forward to, obviously, uh, you know, seeing you guys on the road once I can. And, uh, man, just keep it up, man. I'm glad you guys are still going strong, and thanks again for coming on. Uh, After shocks, really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, guys, thank you for having
2: us. Keep a lookout for us. Hopefully, we'll come your way, you know, one way, shape, or form. You know, uh, we'll stay in touch regardless, no matter what.